will bless your holy name. Thank you for bringing us together. We have come from different walks of lives, oh God, even to this place, to Mount Zion, the city of our King, to worship under your feet. Holy Spirit, we ask that you will speak to us. Let the entrance of your word bring understanding and clarity to your people. Bless your people because we came. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Verse 27 to 29. Galatians chapter 3, verse 27 to 29. The Bible says that for as many of you as were baptized, as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Hallelujah. I want us to look at the picture in Revelation chapter 5, verse number 1 to 10. And um, we just look at the picture briefly and we'll be on our way home. And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside on the back sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice who is worthy to open the scroll and to lose its seal. And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept much because... No one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to lose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne of the four living creatures, in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as though it were slain, having seven horns, having seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. Out of, out into all the earth, then came, then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now, when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell before the lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take up the scroll, to open his seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe, out of every tongue, nation, people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Hallelujah. I want to speak on a subject briefly. Though we are many, we are one body. Hallelujah. Though we are many, we are one body. There's a song like that, isn't it? Though we are many, we are one body in Christ. Hallelujah. I, I believe that CICC represents, uh, it's very, uh, how, many, how many nations were represented? 
30. Uh, we have about 35 countries represented in this church. Hallelujah. When you come into this church, it looks like it's, it's all, we are from one country. We are from one nation, isn't it? But we are 35 countries, and that is the beauty of God's body. Hallelujah. That is the beauty of God's body, and that is what we need to represent in uh, Psalm 133. The Bible says that, Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. God expects us to dwell together as a family. Hallelujah. God expects, the Bible says, it is like the, no, verse 2, it is like the precious oil upon the head running on the beard, the beard of Aaron running down the edge of his garment. Uh, it is like the precious oil upon the head running down the beard. It is like the dew of Hermon de descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commands his blessing, even life forevermore. Hallelujah. This scripture shows the beauty of God's power when we can live together. In spite of our differences, if we can become one unit and one family, we allow the presence of God to flow through. Hallelujah. God is looking for us to stay together as a unit and not be too... Um, too worried about our differences. Satan is the one that always makes us want to highlight our differences and minimize our unity. The Bible says that God, the, the, where is the lamb that was slain? He is the one that purchased our salvation and brought us together to present us to God as one unit. And what God is looking from, for for us, from us is that we show ourselves as one. In uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, it says that, brethren, I beseech you by the mercies of the living God that you present yourselves as a unit. That you speak the same thing. They have the same judgment. That, that there'll be no divisions among you. Hallelujah. That is what God is looking for from us. He wants us to become one and have no isms and schisms. Let us not have no uh, divisions. Let us not highlight our, our differences. Culture, society is always highlighting people's differences. That is why you have people from one country, they don't want to marry people from even the same country. From one tribe, don't want to marry the, the next tribe. From one part of the, even the same tribe, one part of the tribe doesn't want to marry the another tribe, part of the tribe. I mean, what is all this? What minutes down? <laughs> See, people in this part don't want to try. Sometimes you wonder, the same country. You see, countries are man-made, not God-made. Somebody sat in a room somewhere and decided that from this part to this part is called this country. From this part to this part, there's one little river somewhere in Africa and it surrounds five countries just divide, divided by just a small river. This side is one country. This side is one country. This side is one country. That, if you cross the river, this side is one country. This side is another country. Just because a white man sat down 
in uh, what was the place they, they divided Africa? What's it called? Berlin Conference. They sat in Berlin Conference and decided from here to here. That is why when you go to a place like uh, South Africa and Zimbabwe, this one, they are all one people. Botswana, South Africa, Zimbabwe, they are all one people. There's one language. Somebody said, no, from here to here, you take it. From here to here, I'll take it. From here to here, I'll take it. But it's one family. Almost every country in Africa, one area, they speak the same language, but there's a, a border that divides them and makes them two different countries. Same culture. You cross the border, same culture. You cross the side, same culture. Everywhere in Africa. Hallelujah. But when we can come together like this and become one, eat the same food, speak the same language, marry ourselves, show ourselves as one unit, we show something very powerful. Oh, you've gone quiet. Because your background is talking against what I'm preaching. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's for me, I don't eat this type of food. What, what do you eat? Ah. Don't look at me that way. We are supposed to be one. Hallelujah. I say we are supposed to be one. And you see, anytime we come together, there's an enemy that fights our unity. Because that oneness means that Christ's blood has succeeded. I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. So Satan, who is the accuser of the brethren, or accuser in the midst of the brethren, will highlight our differences all the time. To separate us. That's why sometimes he brings culture. And that is, as for me, this is what I believe. There are some of us here, if you introduce somebody you want to marry to your parents, you, the answer you are going to get naturally is no. Because the culture is the divider of people. Sometimes education is divider of people. Sometimes age is the divider of people. Are you with me? Because you are older than younger people, when younger people are doing something, you look down on them. Because you rather older people did it. When you are older, uh, when you are younger, and older people are doing something, what are these people doing? Their time has passed. Who told you their time has passed? You just live a little bit more. You realize that you are just like them. And you will be fighting that your time hasn't passed. Somebody's time has passed, but your time hasn't passed. Some of us, you know, because we feel we're out, we can't dance anymore. We leave dancing to the younger people. You keep being dignified. You'll grow old very soon. Yeah. One day you'll try and sit down and try and get up and your, your back will lock. And then you see that it's better to move. Yeah. Uh, I said it's better to move and dance with the young people. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let us not highlight the differences. We, we are young. We are the youngsters. We are the educated ones. We are the uh, men. So we have to hold ourselves. We are the women. We are the ones that know. 
Hallelujah. God blesses unity. And you see, as a church, when we present, let me give you the, the, the advantages of being united. Number one, when we present unity, we actually show God's victory. Hallelujah. When we present unity, we show that indeed God, God's plan of salvation has worked. The scripture we read says there was no one worthy to open the seals, to break the seals and open it and show what was in the seals, isn't it? Then I wept bitterly until an elder told me, hold your horses, don't be angry, don't be emotional, but because worthy is the lamb that was slain, he has he's worthy to open the seals. Why is he worthy to open the seals? He's worthy to open the books and open the seals because he has died to pay the price to, for opening the seal. And because of the price, he has he's now made us, he has brought us together out of every tribe every tongue, every nationality. He has brought us into one place and made us one. He has made us kings and priests. Hallelujah. So when we present ourselves as a united front, wherever you come from, is not. it doesn't matter. We speak the same language. The language you speak is God's language. I say the language you speak is God's language. You know, you, when you came here, I'm sure most of you, you looked at the choir, you thought that they were all from one particular part of the world. Until they started singing in their local, and then you realized that there were a lot of them from different parts of the world in the choir. Because they become so together that you don't know where they come from. That is what it's supposed to be. Hallelujah. When we show our unity, it means Christ has won. Number two, when we show our unity together, it means we now look like the world that we live in. When you go to the office, you don't look the same, isn't it? There are people from different places, different age group work in the same office. They say Sunday morning is the most segregated hour in the whole world. Sunday morning. Because when it's Sunday morning, we all gravitate towards places and people who look like us. Ah, I don't know. The place has gone quiet. But uh, I pray that Sunday morning we will look like the way we look at work. I say Sunday morning we will look like the way we look at work. That people from all ages, all backgrounds are in the same place, worshiping God. It authenticates our beliefs and our mode of worship. Some people are waiting for hymns before they come. Some are waiting for us to stop making noise. Some want more noise than we are making. Some want us to add uh, what is that Indian little drum that they, they play that with the two sides? What's it called? You know those little, like bongos? My brother, what's it called? Sorry? A toll. Maybe we need to get one. We need to get a toll. 
We need to get, you know, different things. Then the Nigerians have the little one that they, they put, what is it called? The gong, is it gong? Gong, gong. Konga. The three, you know, they have the three one that, They play with the sticks. Is it the one that play with the sticks? Some will say they don't go to that church because they don't have the, one of those things. They don't have conga. They don't have talking drum. They don't. If that is what it takes for us to look like the way God wants us to look, please let's get it. And when you get it, please come and play. All right. Can you see it? If we can get, if that will make us, bring us together. I, I pray that the stage will look like the world. I want to see Indian pastors. I want to see Norwegian pastors. I want to see Swedish pastors. I want to see Portuguese pastors. I want to see Brazilian pastors. I want to see different tribes. This place is not open for only one tribe is not open for only one continent. Hallelujah. This is Christ church. He didn't die for only Africans. Uh, I don't know what I'm, to, I'm talking. He didn't die for only Europeans. He died for all of us. So all of us, wherever we come from, it doesn't matter. What matters is that we are here now. Tell your neighbor we are here now. We might as well praise the Lord. Oh, say like you mean it. We are here now. We might as well praise the Lord. Forget about your prejudices. Forget about what you think people do and people don't do. Another advantage of us coming together is that we are practicing for heaven. Ah. It's heaven's rehearsal. So if you don't like the, the, the skin color of the person next to you, what would you do in heaven? Especially if God, God having a sense of humor, he'll put you in a place where nobody's skin looks like yours. I don't know whether we'll have the same skin, whether it's black or, because the Bible says that this mortal body will take on an immortal body. So I don't know whether the immortal body will have black or brown. I, I don't know. The, the pigment on your skin, it represents the different colors of the soil. Have you not realized that soil hasn't got one color? Some soils are red, some are clay, some are brown, some are white, some are black. The Bible says that we were created out of the dust. So that is why we have different pigmentation. Because different places have different dust. Are you with me? That cannot be the most important thing. It must be the least important thing. So, every man must be judged by the content of their character and not by the skin that they are in. Hallelujah. When we, 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 we show up, we are practicing for heaven. 
when you marry somebody from who is not from your tribe, who is not from your race, who is not from where you come from, you are showing how heaven looks like. Hallelujah. Heaven will not look like one color. So a church full of black people does not represent heaven. A church full of white people does not represent heaven. I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. A church full of just young people does not represent heaven. All age, all nationality, all tribe, all tongues is what heaven looks like. Hallelujah. Look at verse 9. Revelation 7 verse 9. After this, I looked, behold, a great multitude which no one could number of all nations, of all tribes, of all peoples, of all tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in what? White robes with palm branches in their hand. The only commonality they had was the white robe, which represents salvation, and the palm branches, which represent victory over death. So all the thing that qualifies us to become one is salvation. Once you are saved, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new, including that your racial biases. Hallelujah. Let us lose that racial bias. Don't think that only white people are racist. There are black, some black people are more racist than anything you can think of. See, I am pro-black. That's racism. Hallelujah. As for me, I don't deal with white people. As for me, I don't deal with black people. You are born again, so you deal with God's people. I say you deal with God's people. Hallelujah. Number two, reason why, number what, three. I don't know where I am. Number four, wherever. The world will take us more serious when we look like the world. Have you not realized that when the people in this room are marching on the street for Jesus and they see majority of us look the way we look, they won't take us serious. But if there's a good blend, a good mix of people Immediately the world will sit up. Say, what's going on here? Hallelujah. The world will sit up and listen to the message we have when they can identify. You see, uh, uh, I think uh, Dr. Peckett said something that the, we almost look like the story in Acts chapter 2. At the day of Pentecost, when people could hear people in their own language praising God. Hallelujah. 
could hear. I mean, people are speaking a different language and you can hear, oh, I identify with this language. I understand. I can understand. And is this person in this church from this, oh, then I can identify with this place. Is this person in this church? I've never heard a Bible read in, is it Norwegian? What did you, Swedish. It was, it was beautiful. As I was listening, it sounds like tongues. <laughs> Hallelujah. As for me, I like languages. And I'm a missionary. So wherever I go, I want to adapt the culture. So if I were to go to Sweden, I'll stop speaking English and I learn Swedish. Swedish. Yeah. Hallelujah. I am now a, a certified Zulu boy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, let's go. Next one. Number number. We will win the world quicker if we are united in our differences. The reason why in Acts chapter 2 verse 5 to 12, the people were easily won was because they identified the language that was being spoken. Hallelujah. The reason why we are struggling to win people who don't look like us is because we are too much of us. Does that make sense? Because when you come to a room like this and it's like uh, 90% black and you feel like you are the only white person, you become very, very conscious of your, yourself. Which shouldn't be the case. You shouldn't come to a place like that and be conscious. You should lose all that and see like you are everybody. Am I making sense? Because where you come from don't matter. What matters is the God in you. I say what matters is the God in you. The God in you is what will make us attracted to you. Not where you come from. Am I making sense? Alright, let's look at the last one. We can go home. Greater work will be done with a mixed church than a one-dimensional church. Hallelujah. If I were to go to Sweden to be a missionary, and my, my sister, come. come. Mali. All right. The two of us, we are missionaries going to Sweden. If I go to Sweden alone, and she goes to Sweden to go and be a missionary. Which one do you think will work very quicker? Uh, quicker. Hers will work quicker. Mine will not work. It will take it. But if we go together as a team, what do you think will happen? We'll do better, isn't it? Because they can identify with us. Hallelujah. And that is what we are supposed to do. We win quicker when we are united than when we are separated. When we separate, it's harder. If she went to Africa to be a missionary, she would struggle because people are going to watch her and say, where are you coming from? What do you want from here? As, are you sure you are coming to do church or you are coming to steal gold and diamonds? And 
Just like they will say to me, who are you? Why are you doing here? Are you coming here to do 419 or you are coming here to do church? Hallelujah. But when we go together, it's like if she trusts him, then he must be trustworthy. Are you with me? If he trusts her, then she must be trustworthy. As a team, we can go anywhere and succeed. Hallelujah. So let's be united. Thank you, my sister. Hallelujah. We win quicker. We will do better together than apart. Hallelujah. Unity always. Put, put um, Psalm 133. The Bible says that it is like the dew that fell on the mountains of Hermon. For there the Lord commanded his blessing. Hallelujah. Like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded. I pray that the Lord will descend on our, upon us like the dew on the mountains of Hermon. And I pray and I prophesy the blessings of the Lord upon you. Stand to your feet.